The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Hello, uh, welcome to the Capital Weekly Podcast. Uh, this is Tim Foster. I'm the head of Open California. I'm here with John Howard, the editor of Capital Weekly, who's your usual host for the Capital Weekly Podcast. Hello. So, John, today is election day. Today is pr- the primary election day in California and New Jersey and uh, I think four other states. That's right. I wanted to sleep in, but I had to go to the polls early and vote, which I did. Didn't get to vote often, but I did vote early. That's good. Uh, As usual, any precinct I vote at is not a bellwether, so I have no idea if this is going to be a good turnout or a bad turnout. I will tell you, at my precinct this morning, I was the only person in it for 10 minutes. It seemed like a really slow morning. That is, you know, it was uh, about the same. I think there was one other person in mine. Really? Yeah. Now, the reason I thought it would be great to have a podcast today is that you are not only the Capital Weekly editor, but you were the long, long time uh, editor. Long, long time. At AP. What, almost 20 years? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 22 years at the AP. About 20 years in Sacramento as their news editor and political writer and uh, assorted gadfly and dog's body. And given all the hubbub over yesterday's decision by the AP to call the Democratic primary race for Hillary Clinton, I thought it'd be really interesting to ask your background because you actually have done, you've done that job. You've called the superdelegates and asked for their for their vote and you've collected those. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the process and explain to us that the, you know, is, is the AP in the tank for Hillary Clinton? Is that really what's going on? Oh, absolutely not. Um, and my piece of this, of doing the delegate survey, was strictly from California. I've never sat on a national desk in Washington or New York and made the kinds of decisions there, pushed the button that made the kind of call that the AP did yesterday. But I can tell you that the the delegate uh, confirmation, the delegate survey, is basically a very basic numbers game. They are calling people, surveying them. We did it by telephone. Maybe there are better ways of doing it now, but... Um, you call delegates, you ask who they're going to vote for. Usually they refuse to tell you the first time or the second time you call, so you are persistent, you call back. And the idea is over time uh, you get people to confirm that they're going to support a particular candidate. And you make a tally of those, um, you know, X's on a box, uh, checks in a square, and you make a tally of those. And when you reach, on the Democratic side, when you reach the magic number of 2383, then you announce that that's what they did yesterday. But it's not, It's in no way is it a campaign-related, um, it's not a political decision, it's purely a mathematical decision with vast political implications. Now that said, there this is based on superdelegates saying, yes, I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yes. And so what happened yesterday, there were just a whole bunch of superdelegates that decided, you know, finally, it's, it's the day before the California primary, yes. I'm deciding today is the day I'm going to announce Not that I'm a conspiracist, but that's exactly what I think a conspiracy happened, actually. Um, For whatever reason, yesterday, a number of superdelegates let the AP know who they were going to support. In this case, they're going to support Hillary. And I think knowing that the AP was keeping a very careful count, knowing that when that magic 2383 was uh, was reached, the AP would release the results. And I think it was, they saw it, these are Hillary supporters saw it to their advantage to have that number reach and that decision announced prior to the California 
primary. Now, why would that be? My conspiracy theory is that there is a sense that a, an early announcement would depress the turnout by some factor. I don't know, but would depress the turnout. Bernie uh, relies on uh, extensive turnout, wants the highest turnout he can get. If it, the turnout is depressed, it hurts him. Hillary wants to go into the convention, the, the summer and beyond, with a strong California result. I, I think that's part of what was going on. Politically, I think that calculation was made, Not certainly not the AP end. That was made at and the now, political end. And that's interesting you say that because some political pundits are seeing this the other way, that this actually yeah. hurts Clinton. And, for example, I think there was a political article this morning that posted saying something about this, the AP raining on her parade, mm -hmm. that she'd planned this big victory lap tonight. Tonight she was probably going to win New Jersey. She's doing very well, at least in the polling so far. Yeah. You know, our own poll showed her up by 12 points. Yeah. Of the absentees. Uh, of yeah. the absentees. And so she had planned a victory rally. All of a sudden, that's sort of pulled out from under yeah. her, and she now has to be, she has to walk very carefully yeah. and to not alienate Sanders voters and to not get, you know, have her own voters stay home as well. Yeah. So I think there's, uh, I think there's truth to that as far as um, what kind of a message goes out from her and her campaign nationally. If she had waited until tonight, assuming that she does uh, very well in New Jersey and she does reasonably well here, if she had waited until tonight, she could have made the announcement with pledged on the basis of pledged delegates. Which would be really beneficial to her. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that uh, by not being able to do that, but basically having this count beforehand a day before, I think it robs her of some of her thunder. I think that's certainly true. I think in the in the in the electoral context, having, in a, having the early decision, I think in terms of California, which is uh, a state that can be pretty difficult to understand, but in terms of turnout here, I think a, a case can be made that the early an announcement does hurt turnout. Now, we haven't had a case like this that I can recall. I do remember uh, uh, my first election that I covered as uh, an AP reporter was 1980, was, Re uh, was Reagan and Carter. And uh, Carter lost um, decisively. The result was announced in the East. My memory is it was about 90 minutes or so before the polls closed in the West. And I remember being in Los Angeles and ready to go to an assignment in Los Angeles to cover the election. And before <laughs> we get there and the decision's already been made. And the question was, did that hurt people still yet to go to the polls in California? There was some speculation later um, that it might have depressed turnout three to five percent, much as five percent, in a really close race. That's really significant. Yeah. We never really know that, and it's hard to poll people on that issue later. Why didn't you go to the polls, or would you have not gone to the polls under different circumstances? Hard to know that. Yeah. So, uh, would that was your only real experience with with this sort of thing where it was yeah. called early? Yeah, I think people. Uh, I, I know it's it's true with me. I like to feel I'm supporting a winner. I think there's a bandwagon effect to candidacies. Um, obviously, on the Democratic side, it's been intense, and uh, the Bernie supporters are very, very intense. The Hillary supporters, I think, generally are pretty exasperated. They wanted um, uh, the Bernie, you know, Bernie Sanders. I think to leave earlier. He wants to go uh, the whole distance. Uh, he's got, I think he has a historical imperative he'd like to fulfill. Uh, Hillary has been around this, you know, uh, she's been in this uh, ball game before. In 2008, 
she did concede, but a lot of her supporters, the the Pumas, the <laughs> uh, political unity, my ass folks, they did not want to do that. And uh, she had to bring them around. I think at the end of the day, what's going to happen here is most of Bernie's supporters, I think, will be brought around and that they will be more unified certainly than they are now. And they see that as the best weapon going into the general election. Now, God only knows what happens on the Republican side. In California, it's hard for us to speculate. I think clearly uh, Donald Trump overwhelmingly carried here. He had no opposition here. Well, although my, if I remember right on our, our poll, which only surveyed uh, early voters, yeah. I think he only got 80%, yeah. which is considering he was really the only candidate running, yeah. not that great. And and the polls do, um, that's a good point. The the precinct vote and the electoral, and the, excuse me, the absentee ballot vote can be quite different. And so it'll be interesting to see how much that number changes on the Republican side, how much that number changes with the precinct vote. My expectation is it would go down, not up, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, you know, and thank you for your insights there. Having uh, heard you talk about the AP for many years here, yeah. I thought, well, you're one person who will actually have some idea of how this all happened, because certainly I did not. And uh, You can't spell cheap without AP, as we used to say. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. John, thanks for, uh, for explaining that to yeah. us, and we'll be back next week. Okay, thank you very much, Jim.